Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Remy Battery, family owned and operated since 1931. Serving Milwaukee along with Escanaba and Houghton, Michigan. RemyBattery.com. And by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, Range of Richfield President Jim Bobbyash announces September events and classes at the range. John Steigerwall talks about the impact of predators on rough grouse, and Chad Baker offers trailer maintenance tips to keep you on the road wherever your adventures take you. Well, it's time now for the Madison Outdoors Report, presented each week by Pappas Trading Post. They are Southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They're located on Highway 14 west of Arena and on the web at PappasTradingPost.com. You hear this feature every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast on Lakelink and iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us once again with the fishing report is pro angler Duffy Cup. Well, Duffy, welcome back and thanks for joining us. Well, it's good to be with you again, Dan. Well, I hear the water on the Madison Lakes is warming up again. Oh, yeah, I went and uh, looked at uh, the website that I've got on there. I look at uh, the water temperature on Monona and. It was a cloudy day, and it was 77, and it's going to take about an hour once the sun comes out to warm that up over 80 degrees again. So wow. uh, I'm sitting here whining about not being able to go after the muskies in the Edison Lakes. I guess that's, but, slowing, uh, the, that's slowing the muskie action, or at least the, the, the uh, conscientious anglers uh, keeping them from trying to catch a muskie, right? Well, hopefully they're all conscientious. Uh, although, you know, get some guys crappie fishing or something, once in a while they'll catch one and they don't know how to take care of them. Yeah. But uh, if you do, if somebody does catch one, uh, if nothing else, just, just cut the line and let it go. Uh-huh. The sooner you get that thing back in the water, uh, the better chance it has, because uh, a lot of people don't realize, once that water temperature gets up to 75 degrees, it loses approximately 20% of the available oxygen. And, of course, if you go above 75, then it's even less. And if that fish is in that layer for even 30 seconds, I mean, that that's very stressful, and that very well could kill a fish. Please don't bring it into the boat and measure it and take pictures and just let it go. Wow. Uh, yeah. We put them in there. Uh, I'm talking about the Capital City Group with the stocking we put them in there and they're all 12 to 14 inches when we put them in there and they're pit tagged and the whole thing uh, it's a very expensive procedure and uh, I think over the time we've been doing it we have probably put oh somewhere between 85 and 90,000 uh, fish into the Madison Lakes and uh, it's very expensive we didn't do quite as many last year but uh Hopefully we'll be able to raise some money this year and do a top-notch job of it again. Yeah, and I suppose those uh, those little guys will grab a crappie minnow or uh, you know a small crankbait, uh, thinking it's it's dinner. Oh yeah, I mean I've I've caught some. Oh, I can remember catching one that probably was maybe fifteen, sixteen inches at the most. Yep. Uh, it was it had the polka dots all over. It, yep. So I thought it might have been a. Uh, uh, one of the ones from over in Minnesota that they've been been putting in there, but uh, you never know unless you, it has a pit tag in it. Right. But there are other fish to catch. Okay. And uh, I'll just go down my my normal going down from Mendota to Monona to Wabisa here. Yeah. Uh, there are some still some guys they're working hard at it. Uh, the perch bite has been slow and scattered, and you'll go to one spot where you've caught them before and catch a couple of them and then that'll slow down and then you go to another place and you won't catch anything and then you go to the third place and you'll catch a few more so you just got to keep working there are no guarantees especially with those perch uh, I know some guys are uh, fishing pretty deep for them if you are fishing deep for perch and you start catching you know a four or five inch perch my advice 
is to move immediately because they pretty much school up according to size. Yep. And if you keep fishing that and you're catching them deep and you let them go, they're going to die anyway. Uh, but their swim bladder is going to kill them at that point. So take that for whatever you think it's worth. There are some guys that are catching some decent carp uh, after dark. There's a, there's a small group of people that do that. And the catfish have been pretty good. Uh, I think they're using fish heads and all kinds of stuff to get after those catfish, especially on the north side of Mendota. Uh-huh. Uh, fish, when I've been out there, uh, you know, done musky fish, or uh, northern fishing in the morning, I'll go and try to fur the first uh, break line, major break line, as the water gets deeper out there, where uh, the areas I go go from 10 to 17 to 20 feet very, very quickly. Uh-huh. And I set up right on top of that and throw out a couple of slip bobbers with a half a crawler on it. And then I also use a drop shot rig, and I'm usually using a, a Berkeley Gulp uh, three and a half inch emerald shiner on that uh, on that hook, and that that has had some success. Not quite as well as other years, but still, they'll they'll be it'll come in shots. They'll get three or four at a time, and then nothing. Things start picking up again. Uh-huh. Well, if you get sick of doing that, you can go over to Monona. There are some guys still catching some uh, decent gills, and there's some crappies mixed in with them sometimes. And I'm sure most of the gills are probably still suspended out there in the middle of the lake. Yep. And Wabisa. Uh, there are some guys that are starting to catch some uh, in the areas where they're fishing for perching gills, and they are catching some of those. But they're starting to catch a lot of the smaller white bass and uh, I think in a couple of years there might be a pretty good uh, white bass population in Wabisa also. All right. Which that would be good for the muskies, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're fun to catch as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They start getting around 12, 15 inches. That, that can be a pretty good time. Yep. Anything That's on, all I've got. Okay. Anything on Lake Wisconsin or the river? I have not heard anything. Okay. Um. Uh, I, I did see on Facebook this morning, and I can't remember which which dam it is up on the Mississippi River, fairly north, where you know, the the spillway that they normally have some water coming over the the top of that thing. There's absolutely nothing coming over, and then you look at the base where the cement meets the the riverbed, and all you see is rocks. Oh boy! So yeah, and I uh, I talked to some guys that duck hunt over. Around Lacrosse, in those areas, they get those mercy areas. They said a lot of those areas are not even going to have any ducks in this year because it's just too dry. Wow. So that's unfortunate. Um, there are reasons, and uh, some of the changes might turn out positive, but uh, it would be nice for those guys that are really into those duck hunters if they had a nice nice time uh, fishing for ducks, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, my cousin Brad is going to be fishing the Wisconsin, I think, uh, near Nacida. Uh, Nacida or Nakusa. I always confuse those two. I shouldn't because I've lived here so many years, uh, with PJ Smith, who's a drift boat fly fisherman. So I think they're going to try ah. for smallmouths. I think it's, uh, anyway, it's a good long stretch. And I told Brad, I said, you know, don't be surprised if you, uh, hook a muskie in there too. Um, but, uh, yeah, and even if that water level low, you know, you'd be surprised how many big smallmouth are in some oh, of those areas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you got events coming up. You got a pit tag challenge coming up, I believe, right? Yeah, we do. The, the pit tag challenge is, uh, uh, kind of a tournament put on by the Capital City, uh, Musky, Musky, uh, club. And what happens is, is you go out and it's a musky tournament. And there's extra prizes and stuff if the fish that you catch gets scanned. They have people going around and scanning them. And if your your fish is scanned, and it's a big fish, boy, you can come away with uh, some pretty nice prizes on that. And it is a good time, and there's food, and uh, you get some. Uh, we even get some guys if the if the weather's going to be decent. We get guys from Iowa and Illinois showing up for that too. That that is a fun little tournament to get into. When and is it hardly costs you anything. When is that? That is uh Pit Tag Challenge is September twenty fifth. Okay. And, and that, 
That's and on that's the on Monona and Wabisa. Okay, and it's on the um, uh, Muskie's Inc. website, Capital City Chapter? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. All right, well, uh, we're running out of time. I understand you're going to be fishing up north. We'll uh, try to catch you after that, and I, I doubt you're going to beat your last trip up north where you and some guys boated over 20 muskies in two days, but I'd love to see you do it. If, if we do, uh, you'll be the first one to know. All right. And the last one to know where, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Duffy. Okay, Dan. We'll talk again uh, after your trip, I guess. Duffy Cup right. with uh, Duffy Cup with the Madison Outdoors Report, brought to you by Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission Archery retailer on Highway 14 west of Arena and online at Pappas Trading Post. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best. Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678. Or visit hupy.com. And by the way, all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, Jeff Kelm is off this week. As he told us on last week's show, he and his son Robert are on their second annual camping trip on the Turtle Flambeau Fluage. He'll be back next week with, I hope, some great fish stories to share. And his kid is a fishing fool, so I'm sure Jeff will have some great adventures to report. This week, we are welcoming two new stations to the Outdoors Radio Network, 98Q Country, WCQM in Park Falls, Wisconsin, and KAUS, the voice of Moore County in Austin, Minnesota. Park Falls listeners will hear the show Sundays at 7 a.m. on 98.3 on the FM dial, and Austin listeners can catch us at noon on Saturdays at 14.80 a.m., In both of those cases, Outdoors Radio is replacing the Big Wild Radio Show, which stopped production last week. We hope you folks listening in Park Falls and Austin enjoy the show and tell your friends to tune in as well. Well, as I mentioned last week, I'm starting to work on Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2021. This will be our 36th annual deer hunting special. It'll air on PBS and Bally Sports, and that's formerly Fox Sports North and Fox Sports Wisconsin, in November, just a week or so before the Wisconsin gun deer season, with lots of information on any regulations, changes, a forecast for this year's hunt, a conversation with some successful hunters from last year, some gorgeous uh, photographs and video of some really nice bucks. I've been reviewing some of it lately. Uh, We've got quite a few nice bucks in velvet on camera and They'll be around come deer season, so you don't want to miss that show. Well, here's a news release from Trout Unlimited. Maybe this is a sign of the times. They announced this week that the online edition of Trout Magazine will no longer feature photos of fish out of water. And to quote the release, Gone are the hero shots and the grip and grins. Instead, you'll see more up-close, macro-level photos of trout and other fish still in the water. This effort, of course, is aimed at showing photos that demonstrate proper handling and respect for fish in a way that gives them the best chance to survive their catch-and-release experience. And I wonder if this will spread to bass and walleye tournaments. It's already happening in some musky fishing circles where people are netting, measuring, and releasing fish without taking them out of the water, and they'll even chastise you if you do take them out of the water. So check it out. Uh, Trout Magazine, TroutUnlimited.com, uh, or .org, I believe, um, and you'll see what they say about that. Well, coming up, Chad Baker of Flow International offers advice for avoiding breakdowns when towing trailers that may be hauling ATVs, snowmobiles, and other gear this fall. Rough Grouse Society Forest Conservation Director John Steigerwalt talks about the impact of predators on rough grouse. And we'll kick things off with our monthly conversation with Range of Richfield President Jim Bobby Ash, who's going to announce events and classes coming up at the Range of Richfield in September. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. 
Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camel Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 39 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or CargoMax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer's on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Range of Richfield is your ultimate shooting experience. They're located on Helson Drive at the split of highways 41 and 45, just north of the Richfield Cabela's store, and online at therangewi.com. And joining us once again for our monthly look at what's coming up at the range, now in September, is Range of Richfield President Jim Bobbyash. Well, Jim, welcome back. Hey, Dan. I hope you and the family are well. We're doing okay. We uh, sustained a little flood uh, damage to the fields, but didn't lose any animals and, and got through it okay. And we're hoping September brings uh, mild and, you know, yeah. calm weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were, you, were you folks in a drought area? Uh, no, Where? not really. We had drought uh, conditions back in May sometime, I think, late May, okay. early June. I can't remember now. But since then... Sure. We've had good rain, uh, too much rain uh, this last time, but good rain enough to keep everything growing. So, good. We've been fortunate good. in that regard. Well, no, that's how, great. How was August for you? Well, August was uh, was wonderful. Um, you know, August was National Shooting Sports Month, and yeah. we had several events that uh, were very well received by everyone. We have a number of new gun owners, and they took advantage of all the different events that we had scheduled. Oh, good. Um, But one of the real highlights was we held our Customer Appreciation Day, and it was a huge success. Um, The the Saturday that we did it was was a hot Saturday. And, of course, a lot of folks are out enjoying the weather and, and, and just doing stuff outside that they couldn't do for the last 17 months. But we were able to get over 150 visitors. Wow. That came in, wow. yeah, which was which was great, and and we were giving away hot dogs, and we gave away seventy six delicious hot dogs. Um, everybody had a great time. It was it was really awesome. It was so nice to to see everybody and and have them come in, and I'm so glad we did it. Well, great. I'm glad you had a good turnout too. But now yes. that fall is uh, upon us, I imagine you've got classes starting soon. Oh yeah, we uh, we we kind of cut back during the summer just because there is so much uh, so many other things. For folks to do during the, the, these warmer months, so now we're, we're we're kicking back into high high season. So um, I'm, I'm going to tell you a few of them we got going right now. Okay. Sure. Um, uh, our next Wisconsin concealed carry class is uh, Sunday, September 12th, and then we have another one on September 30th, uh, and it's a special price of seventy seventy five dollars. 
And that includes a voucher for 30 minutes of range time that you can use anytime you want. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's always a, a well-attended class. It's a great class. Good. We also have a ladies' concealed carry class, and that's September 19th. And in addition, uh, we our ladies' pistol league is starting September 22nd. And uh, we we also did a, a poll uh, survey, and uh, we found out there look the girls would like to have some kind of a ladies' night. So we've got that in the works, and hopefully that'll start in October. So you ladies out there, if you're interested, keep an eye on our uh, uh, website or Facebook for the dates because we'll be rolling those out fairly soon. Well, good, good. And what else we you got? Have, yeah. Well, we, we have, we've got our, our NRA basic pistol course. This is a classroom uh, and live fire course mm-hmm. for folks who want to learn the basics of pistol shooting uh, it's a great, another great class by, taught by a great instructor. This is a two-day class on September 25th and 26th. So then we also have um, our skill builder classes, and we've got two of them this month. So this is drawing from concealment. That's basic uh, drawing on September 9th, and then drawing from concealment advanced on September 28th. And these classes have some prere- prerequisites. So please check that out before you sign up. Um, we'd love to have you join us. Okay. Well, good. And you've got one called First Shots, right? Yes, First Shots. That's been a huge success. Um, the cost is $30, but at completion, you can get a $25 voucher from the NSF, NSSF, National Shooting Sports Foundation, for completing a brief sur- survey. Now, this course is really intended for individuals who have never fired a gun but are interested in learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's taught by uh, s- some experienced and certified instructors. It's not a complete firearms training course. Okay, it just gives you a chance to see if this is something you'd like to pursue at a relatively inexpensive cost. Mm-hmm. Class is limited to 12 students. Um, there is a classroom portion, and then there will be some range time where you'll be actually doing some live fire. Now, this course will be offered on Wednesday, September 29th at 6:30. Again. It's a, it's a great one. If you're on the fence, you're not sure if you want to get into this and you don't want to spend a lot of money. So basically, if you fill out the survey for $5, you get a real good overview of what uh, the shooting world is like. Oh, great, great. Well, you mentioned Ladies Pistol League. How about Men's League? Oh, yeah. They're chopping at the bit to start this up. Uh, keeping with that fall tradition, our Men's League will start on September 23rd and will run for eight weeks. After the eight weeks, um, we, they all go out for maybe a a pitcher of beer and some pizzas. I know it's well attended and I always have a great time. And my son Jason puts together some really wonderful, fun targets. Uh-huh. That's what this is all about. It's fun. You know, all the right. competition isn't that keen. It's just to have a good time. Good. What else you got going on? Okay, we have some specials. Uh, we have, right now, all of our in-stock defensive shotguns are on sale. Uh, we also have our range sweatshirts 25% off. Uh, grandpa- Grandparents Day is September 12th. So uh, grandparents get to shoot free with one paid rental. Okay. Um, in honor of 9-11, all first responders, police, fire, and military, active, reserve, and retired, are invited to jo- enjoy one hour of shooting every Thursday in September. So again, this is ours, our way of saying, hey, thanks for your service. So go on and take advantage of it and, and spend some time with us on that Thursdays. Oh, great, great. And we also decided to extend our ten dollar Wednesdays. Oh. And that was turned out really well too. What we have here is all the main standard and premium are only ten dollars on Wednesdays, and we're going to extend that through September. So again, it's not a great opportunity to come in and, and spend some time on the range. Fantastic! And you still have some safes? Yes, we do, uh, and we're going to have a Liberty Safe Sale, something we really haven't done in a, quite a while because of the shortage of safes. So it's a Labor Day, uh, a Labor Day safe sale. Excuse me. Uh, uh, it's going to be now through September 12th. Uh, Centurion 12s um, were um, 7.99. They're now 6.99. A Centurion 18 is, not, is normally 9.49. We're at 7.99. Mm-hmm. And the Deluxe Centurion 24 was 1,099, and we're now at 8.99. So those are some pretty good deals, but the best part about this is that I have these stocks, safes in stock, uh, ready to go. So there's no waiting eight to ten weeks for delivery, which is, you know, right now, the safes are, it's eight, ten, maybe even more weeks if you want to order something special. Yeah. So, you know, 
here's some that you can get your hands on. We can you deliver them, uh, you know, within a week or two. Well, which good. Is great. Good. And I do have some additional safes arriving uh, in October and through the end of the year. Now, there are a bunch of different uh, models, uh, but depending on the demand, there could be some limited choices. So, you know, if you're thinking about uh, buying, buying a safe or getting a safe or you just want to talk about safes, you know, either stop in or give me a call. Um, you know, we can talk about it. I know it's a little early to start your holiday shopping, but I'm afraid it's going to be a different uh, a different year again this year. It's like last year when it comes to shopping. So it doesn't hurt to get a little early. Yep, yep. And how about guns? you have guns in stock? Yeah, you know, I'm happy to say that our gun cases haven't looked this full in 17 months. Mm. I mean, it appears that manufacturing is starting to catch up with demand. Now, I don't have every model, but we have a lot of the really nice models in stock. And again, they keep coming in on a regular basis, which is awesome. So, but ammo is still tight. Oh. Uh, I do see some, I, I do see the market getting a little bit brighter, but it's not turning around as fast as the, the guns are. So hopefully that's going to happen pretty quick. Okay. And if folks just want to talk guns or, uh, see what you got, they're welcome to stop in. Always, always, always. We love to talk about guns. We love to talk about what's new in the market. Uh, we've got some new guns. We've got the new Walter PP, PPP. Uh, in stock, uh, as, as well as the Hellcat, Hellcat. So, uh, come on in. We have also have these in our rentals, so you can come in and try it before you buy it. So, come on in. We'd love to chat with you. All right. Well, Jim, we're going to let you go and we'll catch up with you. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just before <laughs> October. <laughs> it is, I know. It is I know. So thank what you. Happened? Thank you so much. Okay, Dan, thank you, too. You bet. Jim Bobby Ash is the president of the Range of Richfield. They are located on Helson Drive. That's off of one of those uh, circle uh, roundabouts, be just north of the Cabela's store in Richfield, at the split of highways 41 and 45. You can also find them online at therangewi.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio straight ahead. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Rough Grouse and American Woodcock Societies are celebrating 60 years of habitat improvement for grouse, woodcock, and other young forest wildlife. You can learn more at roughgrousesociety.org. And joining us once again is Rough Grouse Society Great Lakes and Upper Midwest Forest Conservation Director, John Steigerwald. Well, John, welcome back, and thanks for joining us. Good to be back, Dan. Well, you know, predators have been in the news lately, especially wolves, and so you and I thought it might be a good time to talk about predators and grouse. I don't imagine wolves eat many grouse, do they? Uh, no, they wouldn't be one of the primary predators of wolves, but it's always good to talk to people about uh, the predator-prey relationship with, with rough grouse and try to put it in context of their management. Okay, so what predators are we talking about? Well, so most people, they tend to think uh, immediately of, of rough grouse predators going to more the more romanticized uh, species. Of course, like you mentioned, wolves, but, you know, foxes, coyotes, uh, bobcat and lynx, of course, uh, a lot of your raptor species, your, your hawks, eagles, and, uh, and owls uh, included in there. But, you know, when it comes to rough grouse, the, one of the primary predators people um, uh, overlook are the nest predators. Uh-huh. Um, so actually thinking about young rough grouse, you know, not that, not that iconic, uh, image of rough grouse bursting out of a snow roost where a Canadian lynx pops down on it, but different time of the season, different time of the year, um, when young, young, uh, rough grouse brood, uh, chicks or even eggs are being predated on, uh, by species such as, uh, skunk, mm-hmm. uh, raccoons, mm-hmm. different, different snakes possum even mm-hmm. um so there's, there's a whole sort of other list of, of these nest predators that also feed upon uh rough grouse and putting you know in context i always like to remind people that rough grouse are at the bottom of the food chain when it comes to uh wildlife in, in the woods 
Uh, anything and everything is out there. Uh, loves to eat rough grouse. They, they are definitely a, a preferred uh, prey species for many of our predators. So, you know, putting it into to context with this sort of wide range of predators that feed upon rough grouse, we have to remind ourselves that, that actually rough grouse, you know, healthy rough grouse population, is a management tool for many other uh, wildlife species. Having an abundant food source um, can help out many of these other species that people also hunt, um, whether that's for meat or for fur. Um, it, it's it's important to acknowledge that. Uh-huh. And of course, the, the best, you know, relating that back to, um, well, how do we manage rough grouse? How do we manage our rough grouse population for predators and the, the predator um, pressures on rough grouse populations? Well, it all comes back down to the habitat management. Um, that, that's why rough, rough grouse society, we are such a large um, proponent of good, healthy ecosystem and forest habitat management is that if we have good, healthy, diverse forest habitat, we're going to have an abundant and healthy rough grouse population. Not to mention if we create um, good, diverse age classes, we're going to have plenty of young forest that rough grouse species can use as cover um, to evade predation. Sure. Okay. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about how much impact predators might have on grouse. Do we have an idea of the nest success of grouse? I mean, the hatching success? I I know I've seen figures for uh, ground-nesting ducks like blue-winged teal and mallards, and it's very low. The percentage of success is very low. Uh, How is it with grouse? I I would say they they do have moderate success, um, but it's it's key to note and understand that most rough grouse that do hatches here um, will not survive to their first mating season. Mm-hmm. So, so again, like looking at at um, uh, just where rough grouse are on that food chain and how anything and everything out there is really looking to predate on those, those rough grouse, including hunters, um, majority of those rough grouse uh, just won't survive to the, their, first, their first mating season. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, but but that that, that question of nest success, I'm 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 kind of tiptoeing and waiting a little bit because a lot of it is is highly dependent upon a wide wide range of factors. You know, even just going beyond the forest habitat, looking at at different seasonal variations, looking at our our drought cycles. Um, it you know, if you get a extremely wet year, you can have some major major impacts yeah. on the rough cross population. Actually, looking back to 2017-18, when there were some of the major population concerns, that was one of the hypotheses that, that came out about what could have possibly caused that dip in the rough grouse population um, in 17-18. Well, very well could have been um, related to some very heavy um, storms that we had had that those years. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it's still not, not a hypothesis that, that's completely ruled out this time. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, grouse and other uh, ground-nesting game birds, pheasants, um, quail, lay lar- uh, turkeys, lay large clutches of eggs. A grouse will have, what, a dozen eggs, give or take? Oh, yeah, typically between, between nine, nine and a dozen uh-huh. uh, is, is, is pretty typical. Okay, and uh, if you see uh, a hen grouse later, like now, you know, a month or so before uh, hunting season, you might see four or five um, uh, young chicks with her, and they can fly now. But so they, that nine or ten or twelve eggs doesn't translate to a dozen chicks, does it? It it, it absolutely does not. And that that's one of the reasons why uh, rough grouse society we like to get away from sort of um, you know season forecasting because a lot of different things can happen. For that that uh, those drumming surveys that come out mm-hmm. in the springtime here in Minnesota and Wisconsin and the actual hunting season. Uh, there are a lot of different factors that, that are at play, um, you know, out, outside of just the, the quality of habitat that's presented, again, those those weather factors. Uh-huh. What well, is it important to try to control predators? I mean, you can't legally control raptors. They're federally protected. Uh, fur bearers have seasons on them, but fur prices are pretty low, or have been, um, so... You know, just how effective is predator control? Well, 
I would say that it, it can be effective, but it's not like you're hinting at. It's not a very easy thing to manage. Uh-huh. And certain certain species we absolutely cannot manage yeah. um, or have heavy, heavy restrictions to manage it and have certain economic influences that really preclude us from managing them. So at the end of the day, Rough Grouse Society, what we tell people is still the best way to manage rough grouse and healthy population is managing their habitat. Because mm-hmm. if we're going to create good, healthy habitat for rough grouse, we're going to make them abundant. There's going to be enough out there for hunters and predators and all the other forest species to, to take you know take advantage of. Okay. Uh, and really manage our, our, our landscape as part of a, a functioning ecosystem with predators in mind as part of that. Yeah. So it all comes down to habitat. Often uh, that's the answer to uh, uh, species abundance or survival. It, you find that in, in wildlife, forest, and uh, landscape management that a lot of times it just comes down to good habitat. Yeah, okay. Well, before we let you go, I know you don't like to make uh, forecasts for hunting season, but uh, what, <laughs> what do things look like for this year? It's going to open well, here in Wisconsin on September 18th, I believe. It is uh, September 18th in Wisconsin. Um, I can tell you that I'm definitely going out. Uh-huh. I'm going to be taking advantage of, of the rough grouse season. There were, uh, uh, you know, anecdotally, I've seen um, quite a, quite a few birds this year. I think uh, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of good news in drumming surveys. Of course, the, uh, we're, we're predicted to be in the downward swing of that 10-year cycle that rough grouse go through in their, their population swings. Um, but I tell you what, I, I'm still definitely going to get out. All right. Well, John, we're going to let you go. Um, I wish you luck. We will. We're actually going to be talking with Ashley Peters next month about some uh, hunting that she does with several ladies. They have a grouse camp, so we'll give you a month off, but we'll catch up with you in October and just see what you've seen. That should be a good episode. Uh, and as always, thanks for having me, Dan. You bet. John Steigerwald is the uh, Forest, um, what, what's your title anyway? I'm looking for it here. <clears throat> forest Conservation Director. There it is, Forest uh, Conservation right. Director for uh, the Rough Grouse and American Woodcock Societies for the Great Lakes and Upper Midwest region. And you can learn more about what we've talked about and much more at org. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888 join RGS. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the years. Thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. We invite you to our newly remodeled Milwaukee retail store on the corner of 43rd Street and Lincoln Avenue. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or the waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. 
Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Flow International is a leader in the trailer industry, and you can find the dealer and more information online at floeintl.com. You know, I've been using a Flow Cargo Max for several years now to haul my Honda Pioneer 1000, along with a lot of hay and uh, uh, firewood and deer and everything else that needs hauling around, and I just love it. And joining us now to share some tips for trailer maintenance as we get into the fall season, and maybe some other ideas too, is Flow Factory representative Chad Baker. Well, Chad, welcome back. Hey, Dan, thanks for having me. You bet. Hey, we talked to you last spring when we learned about the new flow trailer line, the Versamax. How are sales going? Or no, is that, uh, the, is that the new line? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, the Versamax UT was uh, was our newest product, and its uh, sales have been absolutely phenomenal. Oh, good, good. Uh, have you got them in stock? Uh, some dealers do. We're working through the typical production issues that uh, a lot of other manufacturers are working through right now, but there is there is some inventory out there. Um, if you're interested in that, uh, check out our dealer locator on our website and um, find your local dealer and see what they have in stock. If not, uh, we could probably order the trailer for a, a springtime delivery. Okay. And to uh, give us a little recap, what is the Versamax and how is it different? Sure. The Versamax UT has a lot of similarities to our Cargo Max, which is a, a poly bed trailer on an aluminum frame. The Versamax UT is a little more traditional construction. It's all aluminum, got an aluminum floor. There are aluminum side kits available, but it still has a lot of the neat features of the Cargo Max. Uh, the three position loading uh, is one of the big ones. And uh, really, there's nothing you can't do, I guess, is kind of the, the neat part about both trailers. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of trailers, there will be a lot of folks heading to vacation spots next weekend for really the last hurrah, the last big travel weekend of the summer. And as we get into fall, when people will be hauling uh, UTVs, ATVs, and eventually snowmobiles, uh, we should be alert to maintenance of our trailers if we haven't done anything in a while. So what kinds of things should we address now before trouble might happen? Yeah, you see a lot of trailers on the side of the road with problems, and it it mostly stems from neglect. Uh-huh. They just uh, they get taken for granted. They yeah. get parked outside and left there until you need it, and uh, problems arise when you hit the road. So uh, the big thing for me is check the condition of the tires, number one. Uh-huh. Uh, make sure they're not dry rotted or cracked, or um, check the air pressure in the tires. Uh, we would definitely recommend lubricating the trailer, as the manufacturer suggests. Um, check your lighting. See a lot of trailers driving around on the road with, uh, with no lights. Um, all of that stuff could be prevented ahead of time. I would rather uh, take five minutes ahead of time than be sitting on the side of the highway. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned lights, and I think I told you off air when we were setting this interview up that uh, before I got the Cargo Max, I had I still have the old wooden trailer because you n- you never know when you might need another trailer or somebody might want to borrow one, and that thing had. Uh, standard bulbs in it, lights in it, and when I was moving here, oh, going on 10 years ago now, it seems every trip I was replacing light bulbs, because I'd go over a railroad track and a, or a bump somewhere. Is that common with conventional lighting? 
Yeah, the the LED stuff that most new trailers have and our, our trailers are certainly equipped with really seems to have taken some of the, the issues away from the uh, the old style bulbs. And uh, one of the neat things about our trailer is we have a fully molded wiring harness. Everything is inside the framework, so it's protected from snags and hooks and everything else. Um, and the LED lights are, are amazing. They, they last forever. So. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing I like about, uh, I like a lot about your trailers, but talking about the wiring, you have this little, I'll call it a holster, uh, where you put the plug, uh, to hold it so it's not dangling and, you know, getting in the mud or in the weather when you're not towing. Uh, and it's a simple thing. It's a receptacle, the, basically the same shape and design as, uh, as your receiver, but there's no electricity to it. You just plug the little, uh, you know, the the terminal end of the wiring harness into it, and it keeps it clean. That's amazing. It's such a simple piece of equipment, yeah. uh, but it is it is uh, very well received, and it does keep the plug out of the weather and all that good stuff. So it's, it's been a, it's a nice addition to the trailer. It's really simple. Yeah. Is it proprietary? I mean, did you guys come up with that? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, um, okay. I, I haven't seen it anywhere else. I, I haven't either, and I've shown it to a couple people. I don't know if I showed it to the folks at Cedar Lake Sales where I get my boat. And, uh, I, I, of course, I didn't, I wouldn't have the trailer with me when I'm there picking up a boat, because I've got, I got to haul the boat. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a neat concept. Just a little simple touch that you, uh, you recognize as, uh, indication that somebody is paying attention to detail, and uh, that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of trailers, uh, I've got one on order there, a new 7313. Uh, any word on that yet? We should be getting really close on those. Um, there was a, a slight production delay with some raw materials that we needed to get, and I think we're getting really close, so I hope to have that to you in the next uh, couple weeks. Good, good, yeah, I will, I'm using the one I've got right now, but I will certainly look forward to a new one for, for deer season. Um, you know, back to the maintenance question. Um, assuming everything's working well, you check your lights, you check your air pressure, what about, uh, lubricating the, uh, the wheel bearings, greasing the hubs and so on? Is that something you should do, what, once a year, or uh, if you get in a lot of water, or what? It really depends on how you use the trailer. I would say if the trailer is in or out of the water, I would definitely keep an eye on that more frequently. Um, every manufacturer has a little bit different recommendation with regards to mileage and usage and what type of material to use. I would certainly refer to the owner's manual of your specific trailer to um, make sure we got the right stuff going in there. Okay. Uh, and... Um you know, I do take it up for deer season, and inevitably I'm driving on salted roads. Is there something special I should be doing uh, with the trailer after a trip like that? Our trailers have a galvanized axle, an aluminum frame, the plastic bed. Um, on our side of things, I would say there's really not much to worry about. Uh-huh. Um, as far as corrosion goes, the, the stainless steel and aluminum and uh, all of the fasteners and whatnot should be fairly weather resistant um that's not the case <laughs> across the board but um we're, we're definitely trying to make life easy for our trailer buyers yeah and like i say i've i've loved mine and people look at it and they say well that's that looks like plastic and i said well look at a video on the website and you guys drop a tree on it and it doesn't dent it it just bounces off it's amazing it is uh, the versatility and the durability of that trailer. We have a couple nice videos. They drop a 100-pound rock from 20 feet up in the air onto the bed of the trailer. The tree video, uh, the shotgun video. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Suter is a professional hockey player. He was one of our uh, one of our helpers and, and was shooting 100-mile-an-hour slap shots at the trailer. <laughs> uh, we have a video online of a gentleman hitting with a sledgehammer at 25 below zero. Yeah. And uh, the trailer's just sliding on the ice. It's not uh, not damaging the bed of the trailer. So yeah, really yeah. as close to indestructible as you can get. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and when I when I stack hay on it, I run uh, ratchet straps over the top, and you know where I can. And there, you've got a lot of those uh, D loops, I guess I, I'd call them, the fastening loops that are well anchored. But when they're buried under the hay, I've actually 
hooked that, um, you know, the end of the cargo strap on the lip of the side of the trailer, and it stretches it a little bit, uh, but then when I take it off, it pops right back. It just, you know, hasn't hurt it at all. Yeah, it's, uh, the material is, is it's a great use for the trailer. Um, it, it's just, it's so durable. It's really, it's hard to describe until you see it in person. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I've had a number of people stop me at gas stations uh and say, "Geez, what is that? Where'd you get it?" And of course, you sent me some of those flyers and I hand them out when I when I do talk to people, so maybe you'll get a sale or two out of that, who knows. Yeah, the gas pump conversations are are the best because you have a couple minutes there and, and it really does catch people's eye and it uh, there's really nothing else like it on the market and they they have a genuine interest in what is that. Yep. And uh, I've out more than a few brochures at gas pumps over the years, and it's uh, it's fun to introduce people to something new. Yep, absolutely. Well, Chad, we uh, we will talk to you again in probably in October, um, and uh, I just hope that people heading out this next weekend will take your advice and check those trailers before they uh, hitch them to the truck and, and head north because uh, you don't want to spend your Labor Day weekend wondering how you're going to get your rig home. Exactly. A few minutes of uh, preventative maintenance goes a long way. All right. Well, Chad, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Dan. You bet. Chad Baker is the factory representative for Flow International, a leader in the trailer industry, and you can learn more about the two trailers we've been talking about, the two models. They have different sizes, the Versamax UT and the Cargo Max, at their website, F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 39 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or CargoMax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer's on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road. If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. The Midwest's largest fishing website, lake-link.com, is your online fishing resource. 90% of Lake Link's features are yours to use free of charge. And members get access to Lake Link's online lake map library, lets you get GPS coordinates of any spot on the lake, and export waypoints to your onboard electronics. Members also get free outdoor classified ads, discounts on online store merchandise, and a whole lot more. You can also listen to Outdoors Radio 24-7 on Lake Link. Listen to this week's show... Catch any of our past shows, subscribe to our podcast, or even sign up for our weekly e-newsletter so you'll know in advance what's coming up right here. Just type in the keyword radio. See what you've been missing. Log on to lake-link.com today. That's lake-link.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Outdoors Radio is brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. Check out their website or Facebook page for updates and details of their sales and specials. Cedar Lake Sales has new and used boats in stock, plus all the accessories you might need uh, as you're planning your last few summer boating trips or for fall boating as well. They've got some pontoons in stock. They've been selling them, but I know they've got a few left. 
and Tracy tells me they are starting to get their 2022 boats in. So if you're looking for a new boat for next year, um, check them out. They've got some in stock or starting to get them anyway. And they're taking reservations for indoor storage for off-season. So it's not too early to start thinking about how you're going to store that boat this winter. Stop in or visit them online at cedarlakesales.com. We're also brought to you by Remy Battery. Family-owned and operated since 1931. They are serving Milwaukee at 43rd and Lincoln, and they're also in Escanaba and Houghton in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. RemyBattery.com, and that's spelled R-E-M-Y. And we're also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com. We'll have monthly conversations with Huntworth Pro staffers like Bernie Berenger and uh, Nick Hoffman and others. So stay tuned for that. And if you missed an episode of our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, well, you can watch any show from the past several seasons at MilwaukeePBS.org. And if you missed Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2020, you can still watch it online on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. And if you want to listen to this radio show again, or if you missed any dates, websites, or phone numbers, you can always listen online at lake-link.com slash DSO radio. You can leave us a message on Facebook at Dan Small Outdoors or on Twitter at DSO Radio. And you can contact us and find links to everything on our Lake Link Radio page. You can find Jeff on social media at Hardwater Jeff and me at Dan Small Outdoors. Well, a DNR release we mentioned last week, it's um, time to apply for special opportunities uh, for hunters with disabilities. The deadline for that is September 1st. The hunt actually happens October 2nd, I believe, to the 10th or 11th. So it's um, about a, a long week in October, but you've got to apply by September 1. And if you're running into boat trailer trouble, uh, we talked to Chad Baker about maintenance of of uh, utility trailers, but that applies to boat trailers as well. The number one reason, according to Boat US, for trailer failure is tire trouble, including no spare, low tire pressure, uh, wheel bearings were the second largest cause, and uh, I think uh, it goes down from there. Axle issues, about 11%, trailer failure, 6%, and tow vehicle failure, about 5%. You can learn more about what you can do to keep your boat trailer uh, functional at BoatUS.com. BoatUS.com. Well, one more news of the weird funny story from Funny Times. There's a candy maker in Ohio who's selling chocolate-covered, guess what, cicadas. You know, when I was a kid, you could buy chocolate-covered bees and ants at our local novelty and gift shop, and you know, we tried them a couple times, weren't terribly impressed. But I suppose if you put enough chocolate, it would have to be dark chocolate for me, and uh, some almonds in the mix as well. On a cicada, I, I might give it a try. Well, if you're looking for something to do uh, today, if you're hearing this on Saturday, the first annual Wisconsin Waterfowl Hunters Expo is going on until 5 p.m. at the Sunny View Expo Center in Oshkosh. Details at waterfowlhuntersexpo.com. And tomorrow in the Madison area, Sunday the 29th, the Fool's Flotilla goes from the on the Yahara River from Tenney Park down to Yahara Place Park. Registration is required, required, but you can register on site or online at wisconsinrivers.org. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. And you can also pick up his CD, Anglin' Wayne and the Trollers, which features our two theme songs. I'm Dan Small. Jeff Kem will be back with us next week with a report on his vacation trip up to Turtle Flambeau Flowage. Get outside this weekend and join us again next time for Outdoors Radio. You've been listening to Outdoors Radio, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Find more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Brought to you by Lake Link, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. I love leaving the shore. When the cool night swallows the moose's nose And the heron is fishing on one cold leg When the loon cries lover 
in the blue north wind. I'll be trolling home to you when my wrist gets a little chilly on the gunnel. When my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry in the coffee can, honey, I'll be trolling. 